Welcome to the Covenant Life Center podcast. We're so thankful that you chose to listen to this message. To get more connected with us, you can look us up on all social media at CLC Victoria and download our app. Now, here's this week's message. I want to open up with Hebrews 10, 36. Uh, If y'all don't know me, my name is Caleb Slavic. I am the youth director here at CLC. Uh, so a lot of the youth and young adults have heard me speak a lot. I've spoken Wednesdays a couple of times, but uh, if y'all don't know me, my name is Caleb Slavic, and I'm excited to be here and speak to y'all and share this word with y'all. So Hebrews 10, 36, it reads this. It's a quick verse, but it's a good one. It reads, you need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. That's it. It's really quick, right? Really good. But I think our culture, our society, we have a... We have an epidemic right now called instant gratification, right? Like right now, more than any time in history, we are so accustomed to getting what we want, when we want it, with very little effort, right? Like we just think, we don't even think twice about it. Like who knows, like Amazon, you know, Amazon Prime and drive-thrus and, you know, point and click. Like we're so used to getting what we want at a click of a button. And we don't even think twice about it of how, like, crazy that is. And so we've kind of lost the art of perseverance, right? It's gone bad with me because uh, like, most of y'all who know me know I love Chick-fil-A. And so y'all know, like, y'all know the drive through they have at the main Chick-fil-A. There's two lanes. And, you know, like, when you pull up, like, that's the biggest decision of your life that day is choosing which lane to get into. Does anybody hear me? Because if you pick the wrong lane, I mean, God forbid I have to wait an extra two minutes. You know, I remember uh, a couple of weeks ago, I got in this lane. I was second in line, you know, someone's ordering, ordering, and then the other lane's going, who they're going. I'm like, I'm like freaking out. You know, I'm like, like, I'm like, I see the lady, you know, she's just like looking at the menu. She's like, you know, I'm like, lady, you've been here like a thousand times. You know what you want, order it. You know, so it's, got, it's gotten bad with me because like I want my food now. You know, and Chick-fil-A is good food. Like, who knows? Like, that's awesome. But, you know, when I get up to the menu, I'm just like, I have it memorized in my spirit. I'm just like, I want number two, no pickles with pepper jack cheese only. Sweet tea, value size, Chick-fil-A sauce, boom, I'm gone. Like, give me 10 seconds, I'm ordered, I'm on my way. And so it's gone bad with me because we've gotten so used to getting what we want when we want it. But when it comes to, like, what our dreams, our destiny, our purpose, like, promises that God has given us, we accept, the, we, like, we expect the same process to happen. And when something does, doesn't happen according to our plan, or our likeness, or our convenience, we get discouraged, right? We, get, we say, hey, you know what? This didn't happen according to my plan. It didn't happen when I wanted it to happen. So maybe it wasn't meant to be, and we get discouraged, and eventually we give up. But if there's one reoccurring theme that I pick up when I study the Bible, is that it's mainly about a person or a group of people persevering through a process to get to God's promises. Like if I ever, like, the more I read, the more I realize, I say, man, the Bible's really about just persevering through obstacles that the world throws at us or obstacles that we think is there, but really it's just that we just got pushed through it. Like, who knows when the Hebrews, you know, they had to persevere through the wilderness to get to the promised land. Um, the early church, they had to persevere through all kinds of uh, persecution and condemnation. Like, they were getting beaten in the streets. They were getting um, stoned to death, but they had to persevere through that to get to God's promises as far as bringing the gospel to the known world. There's just a theme of perseverance. I think we've lost the art of perseverance in today's society. Even Jesus at the Garden of Gethsemane, 
he knew the price that had to be paid. He had to persevere through it. He was, he was praying and he was asking God because he knew the price. He knew that he was going to have to die on the cross. He knew he was going to have to get beaten for our sins to set us free. He knew the price. And even Jesus, when he prayed to, to God, he said, God, if it is even possible, let this pass me by. But what he says, but not my will, but your will be done. Because he knew that it was only through his perseverance and love for us that we were able to receive the gift of salvation. So only great things, only great promises can ever be achieved through perseverance. And I think in today's society, we're so used to this getting things so quick that when it doesn't happen, we just stop and we just think it wasn't meant to be. And there's so many promises that God is waiting for us to step into, but we've got to be willing to go through the process of it. And if we go to James um, chapter 1, verses 2 uh, through 4 and 12, it reads this. It says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And if you continue on in verse 12, it says, Bless the one who perseveres under trial, because having stood the test, that person will, will receive the crown of life, that the Lord has promised to those who love him. So what we're going to talk about tonight, we're going to talk about the process of perseverance because those two scriptures that I read, it said you need this thing. If you want God's promises, if you want God's best, you need to learn the perseverance. You need to learn how to persevere through things that this world throws at us to get to the things that God wants for us. Because you need perseverance to step into God's promises. So we're just going to go over a few points but I believe that these are the points that are the process of perseverance. So you all ready? So the first point is know God's promise. Because a lot of us, well, how I like to say it is that there's a lot of driven people out there, but they're not directed. And so they keep on going to, you know, mistake, mistake, heartbreak to heartbreak, and it kills their drive because they have so much ambition on the inside of them, but they have nowhere to aim it. It's because they don't know the God's promises in their life. Because if you don't know God's promise, you're just going to persevere in the wrong direction. What I like, what a great example of this to me is the story of Joseph. Because Joseph, at a young age, God gave him his promise of what he was going to step into through dreams, right? God gave him a dream of Joseph having authority over his brothers, over all kinds of people. God gave him multiple dreams like that up to this promise of that. But what did he have to go, go through? He had to go through betrayal. He had to go through the pit. But because he knew his promise, God's promise in his life, he was able to, to persevere through that. Because he knew that God had a promise on his life. He was directed. He had a direction. Joseph had to persevere through the pit. He had to persevere through the prison. And he had to persevere through uh, Potiphar's house, and if it, as if it hadn't been for God's promise in his life, he would not have been able to persevere through that. Because who knows that when we have God's promise in our heart, it gives us some extra courage to push, push through. Because if Joseph hadn't had anything in his heart or in his life, he would have seen this pit or that prison, and he, he would have been stuck there. But he had a vision. you got to get a vision in your life. And when you get a vision that is also a God vision, that's when you can really persevere through the things that this world throws at us. See, the power of knowing God's promise and direction in your life is that it will give you strength. Because whenever uh, God told Joseph what his 
purpose and promise and destiny was, it gave him strength to push through the prison. It gave him strength to push through the pit. Because who knows that there's dreams in our heart, there's promises that God gave us, and it, but there's also problems that the world throws at us. But it's we focus on these things that God has showed us and say, hey, I know what's happening now, but I know what's on the other side. So if we learn, say, you know what, I'm going to persevere through the pit, we can persevere to the promise. And so that's what I learned about Joseph is that he knew God's promise. Like I said, a lot of people have ambition. There's a lot of people with great ambition in this world. There's a lot of people who are so driven, but they're not directed. And that's why I have a heart for young people who, are, who are, have so much ambition in their heart and have so, so much drive and are so eager and so passionate, but I want to make sure they're pointing in the wrong direction because if, you don't, if you're not directed in your life, you're just going to end up in the wrong places at the wrong time. So you've got to know God's promise in your life, and that's the first point. The second thing you've got to do is you've got to trust God's plan. And a story I like to think about is Abraham and Sarah. You know, we know that you know, when Abraham was around the age of 75, uh, God gave him a plan. He said, hey, look, Abraham, you're going to have a great descendants on your life. Abraham said, cool, that's awesome. You know, and he said, you and Sarah are going to have a son, and, you know, the descendants are going to number as many as the stars and, you know, grains of sand. You know, you know, we know, like, God gave him a plan. But what did Abraham do? You know, you know, God gave him that plan when Abraham was about 75, and then he turned about 80, and, you know, Abraham was like, well, you know. And I'm guessing, you know, that Abraham and Sarah during this process were at least trying, right? I can say, you know, they're at least trying to make it happen, right? His faith without works is dead, you know. So I, I would assume that we're, they were trying to make God's plan happen, but all of a sudden years started passing by, and, you know, Abraham was 90, and they were getting older, and, and Sarah was just getting older and older. So Sarah said, hey, you know what? I have a plan, you know. He said, why don't you, Abraham, sleep with my, you know, servant Hagar, and then that will be God's promise. But what were they doing? They were trying to do God's will their way. They knew God's plan, but they didn't trust it. And, and because of that, right, even though God's faithfulness was still on Ishmael and that, and they were still blessed, they didn't have his promise. But it wasn't until God's plan played out when it was up to the age of 100, when Abraham finally had Isaac, was when God's plan happened. But I think a lot of us, we know we see God's promise, but we don't trust his plan. We see God's promise and think, I had a challenge of this in my, my life, because I saw God's promises, and God gave me dreams, and this, and man, I just shot out, okay, I'm going to go there, and I try to make it happen like that, and when I saw when it wasn't happening, I was like, God, I thought you promised me something. He was like, I promised you, but it has to be according to my plan. I had to realize, right, I had to realize that God's promises will happen, but we have to, we have to trust his plan, because if we try to make it our way, it's not going to be God's will, because there's, I don't know, there's so many people who knew, think, think, you know, I'm called to be a missionary, and, you know, which I think that's awesome if you're called, but then they just shoot out, you know, and, you know, they have no money, they have no nothing, and then they, and then they complain when it doesn't work out, and they, like, throw their fist at God. It doesn't work, but make, that was your promise, but you weren't following according to his plan. Just like Abraham and Sarah, they had to realize that they made a mistake when they tried to make God's ha plan happen their way. And so that's the second point. What we've got to realize is that if we want to persevere, we've got to know God's promise, but also we've got to trust God's plan. Third part of the process of perseverance is that you've got to play your part. And what I like to think about is Jericho. 
You know, when uh, Joshua gave, was given the plans, right? Well, first, let's go through the process, okay? First, they knew the promise of the promised land, right? Joshua knew that that was their promise. And he knew God's plan was for them to conquer Jericho. He said, hey, look, God was like, hey, look, Joshua, Jericho's yours. I deliver it. But then Joshua had to play his part because God gave him the plan of, hey, walk around Jericho six times on the seventh day, do it seven times, and it will fall. And what Joshua had to do, he had to play his part because I just like to think that maybe when Joshua told all his troops and commanders and generals, hey, look, guys, I got God's plan. We're going to walk around Jericho, and, and it's going to work out, right? Who knows that some people were a little, like, suspicious. Say, hey, look, that's cool, but wouldn't it be better if we, like, made some ladders and long sticks and started throwing at them until they're all, you know what I'm saying? You know, like, then they think, like, hey, that, that's a cool plan. Like, maybe it'll work, but maybe if we, like, actually used our weapons and, you know, and actually, you know, you know try to, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, but he said, no, I'm going to trust God's plan, but also I'm going to play my part in it. I think a lot of us, we know God's promise in our life. We know God's plan, but then we don't want to play our part. Because a lot of times, God's plan and our part in it seems impossible, right? Like, it doesn't seem like it's going to happen. Because who knows that when all the generals are looking at Joshua, like, what, you really think that if you walk around Jericho six times over six days and on seven times, you know, and then scream, the walls don't come down. Like, you really believe that? It doesn't sound possible. It doesn't sound likely. But we got to play our part. And then when Joshua finally convinced, them, convinced the generals to do that, the walls came down. But one thing I also like, like, you know, who knows it would also have been awesome if as they were walking around the walls of Jericho, like you saw a stone fall. Like, oh, it's working, you know. And you keep on going. You see another stone fall. Like, oh, okay, this process. But who knows that God doesn't work like that. we got to have our faith. Where even though they were walking around, nothing was happening, nothing was changing. You know, the you know, people from Jericho were probably like throwing rocks at him and calling him names. Like, look at these guys, you know, you know, just walking around thinking that this is gonna work. And all of a sudden, right when they finished their part in God's plan, the promise came. And so that's the art of perseverance: is knowing God's promise, trusting His plan, but also you got to play your part. Because I think there's a lot of us, again, like I said, there's dreams, man. I think God has placed a purpose, a destiny, and dreams in each one of our hearts. And we're pursuing after it. But we see our part that he called us to play, and we think it's impossible, or we think it's so unlikely, or we think the process is so difficult that we think it's not going to happen. But if we just trust God and we play our part, right, the walls of Jericho will fall down. You see, because when God gives us a promise— when he gives us promises and purposes and destinies on our lives, what he's really doing, he's giving us a process. Because when he gives us a promise, there's always a process attached to it. And when there's a process attached to it, you have to persevere through the process to get to the promise. Because I know there's a lot of people who, you know, have promises on their life, and they think it's going to happen like that. Because we've been so lulled asleep through this instant gratification and Facebook and click and point that we think if it doesn't happen right when I hear it, then it's never going to happen. But that doesn't, that's not how God's promises work. And so we got to realize that when God promises something, that there's a process that we got to play along, that we got to persevere through. And that's why perseverance is such a big thing to me because I know I said, God, I see what you called me to do. I've seen the life that you called me to live, the promises you want me to go after, and I see the obstacles in the way. And although God looks impossible, and that somebody like me could accomplish like that, but I know your plan, 
and I'm going to play my part. Because I know that if I just persevere through the process, that I will receive your promise. Because when God gives us his promise, he's, what he's really doing is that he's promising us strength, right? Because there's some things that, who, like, who knows, like, if I wanted to be an NBA basketball player, who knows that process I probably wasn't able to get through because, you know, I'm limited. You know, hey, I, I may, might make it close, maybe a little bit. But who knows, it wouldn't become a reality because that wasn't my promise. But if there's promises that God gives us, what he's saying, he's, he's saying, you know what, if you pursue after this promise, I will give you the strength to persevere. Because there's promises in our life, there's processes in our life that only we are called to go through and that only we are called to get through. So that is the process of perseverance. We've got to know God's promise. We've got to trust God's plan, and we've got to play our part. And the final point I want to talk about is that we got to know the difference between battle scars and battle wounds. Because a lot of us, we, we get through something. We get through a, a season in our life. We get through a relationship in our life. And we think that we that, that thing is in the past. But you got to know the difference between being battle scarred from that season and being battle wound from that season. Because when you have battle wounds, that means that you have not fully healed yet. That you have not fully gone over this, this season or relationship. Because who knows when you have like a bruise or a wound, it's really sensitive, right? Like you're overly sensitive to it. Like if you ever gotten hit really hard and you have a bruise, if somebody pokes it, it hurts really bad. But who knows that if you didn't have a bruise there and somebody poked it, you'd be fine. But when you're battle wounded and you try to continue to go to another relationship or another season in your life, still battle wounded from your past relationship and past season, you're going to be overly sensitive to things that you otherwise would not be. That's, that's why I see, I think I see a lot of people when we try to compare each other, we say, hey, look, this guy's going through the same thing I'm going through, but look at him. He's just taking like a champ, and I'm like, I'm crawling through. Like, I'm barely getting through this. It's because maybe some of us were still holding on to things. We still haven't let God heal us from things, from years of wounds that we've been carrying, and we can't get through this season or the process without realizing that I have to make this battle wound and turn it into a battle scar. Because when you, when you have a battle scar, what that means, it says, yes, I went through something, and yes, I took some hits, but, yet, but you can look, God has healed me and brought me through it. And if God has brought me through this, then I know he can bring me through this next season. Because, you know, who knows when you see a battle, when you see, a, when you see scarred, you say, yeah, it happened, but, man, I made it through it, you know? So we got to know the difference between battle scars and battle wounds. So that is the process of perseverance. And I know this was quick again, and as I'm closing, you know, maybe if you're in this place and said, you know what, Caleb, I need to get better at the perseverance in my life because I know there is promises, there is dreams that I have totally given up on because I have attempted to do it and it didn't happen right away or it didn't happen according to my plan I have given up on. Because I believe that there are dreams and promises in this room right now that God has still called you to make a reality, but we've chosen to stop because the process was too tough. Because this instant gratification culture has made us so overly sensitive to perseverance that we have decided that if it doesn't happen right away or if it doesn't happen when it when it happens to this person or to that person then maybe I'm not called to do it but right the enemy would love nothing more than to keep you from the promises of God and the only way to get to the promises of God is to persevere through all that 
So with every head bowed and eyes closed, we're in this place saying, Caleb, there are battle wounds that I still haven't gotten over that I need to turn to battle scars. There are things in my life that I need to persevere through or there are promises that I've given up on. But I'm right now, God, I pray, God, that those promises come back to life, that those dreams come back to life, that that passion that you had for them will come back because there are businesses that need to be started. There are lives that need to be changed that are all depending on you persevering through the process that God promises. So, God, I thank you right now that you're just filling us up you're giving us your strength, God, and you're giving us the realization that if, even though that we have to persevere through something, that doesn't mean that it's not your promise. That we are called to push through the process if we really want to achieve your promises in our life, God. So we thank you, Father, just for building us up and bringing us to a place, God, where we can just give you, us, give you our all, God. And we can just give you our promises and knowing, God, if, that if we just chase after what you want for us, that we will get through it, God. So we love you, Jesus, and we thank you for just giving us the opportunity and trusting us with the dreams and the destinies you have in our lives. In the name of Jesus, amen. Our mission here at Covenant Life Center is to help our world live, give, and love like Jesus. If our ministry has impacted you in any way, we would love for you to email us at info at clcvictoria.org. You can get connected with us through our social media at CLC Victoria and download our app.